Hey, what's up, friends? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 12, My Interview with the Bomb Pops, part two, Polly Van Dam. Now, last episode, we talked about it from the perspective of Jen, but this episode, we're going to hear from Polly. What was it like meeting Jen? What were those early days like with songwriting? What was Polly's background when it comes to music? We get into it all, and I got to tell you, it's super sacky. And if you want to know what that means, you're just going to have to listen to this episode. So let's not wait. Let's just jump into it. So here we go. Episode number 12, my interview with the Bomb Pops, part two, Polly Van Dam. I got a piano when I was five and my parents started uh, having me take uh, piano lessons. And I took piano lessons for quite a few years. And like a kid, you, you hate it when you have to do anything like that. But I still say to this day, like, I'm so grateful that my parents kept me in it because with piano, as you know, like you learn everything. I mean, you have theory, you have how to read music you have bass clef treble clef rhythm everything it's all right there. high five because i was the same it was just like years of piano and it's like i'm so glad i did it and everything (laughs) you pick up is it it makes it way easier it's it's Mm -hmm. it's insane because you just get that especially starting at five years old i wrote my first song when i was five and it was like for some like i submitted it in the school and i was like the youngest one and it was called kittens on the keys and it was just like a bunch of pounding but it was like but we actually like wrote the notes out and everything but uh um anyway so i had some strict piano teachers like hardcore like straight up smack your hand like uh we used to hide from her when she would knock on the door me and my sister me and my sister took lessons and we would just like oh man Hi from our whatever, whatever. So it was great. We did recitals and I loved it. And then when I went to middle school, I decided to play clarinet in the band. And yeah, so I played clarinet. It was between in sixth grade. I had to decide I was almost going to do percussion. I was almost going to do drums in the band, in the school band. But I don't know what ended up. I just wanted to do clarinet. So I was first chair clarinet. Um, did that, loved that. And then around 13 is when I just wanted to like be a rock star, (laughs) like play guitar. And, um, so I convinced my parents to get me guitar, get me a little practice amp. And I remember my mom being like, okay, like if we do this and we're spending money on this, like, I hope you, but you better stick with it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, be careful what you wish for, mom, because I'm sure she's like, okay, when are you done being in the band now? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then from there, I mean, playing guitar and took some lessons. Um, now, is just, this around the time when you met Jen? Because she said she remembers right. vividly play you know she had a practice you know she was practicing with a few friends in a space that was kind of casual and she said you were taking lessons there and you were in a band and she goes i remember because she had a bc rich warlock (laughs) and she was like who is that girl yeah and i was like 13 14 and so yeah i i took a few lessons and then i just i ended up like starting a band with the guitar teacher and his friends, which, you know, were all like older than me and like really good. 
So that kind of made me step up. And I was just kind of always like hanging around the studio. Like I just loved being there. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, you know, my parents thought we oh, were smoking weed and all this stuff. And, like <laughs> I wasn't like, I had never even tried weed or anything. I was just loved being there. And at one point he moved from a location where he just had like practice spaces to like more of a rehearsal space with more rooms. And then in the back, was like the huge warehouse where we built like a stage and had lights and like through like illegal shows. And so I just loved being around it. Like every part of it, it was just like being home, you know, anything. I yeah. would clean the bathrooms and scrub the toilets, you know, just to like hang out there. And yeah. then, yeah, Jen was playing with some people and always around. And then we finally like <clears throat> started hanging out and she ended up, joining the band that I was in and playing bass. Um, and we did that for a while and I could never like hang out with her. Like my parents would never, she'd be like, you want to, I got like ba- uh, backstage, you know, we're going to go backstage, like unwritten law. Like, do you want to go? And I'm still like 15, 16. I'm like, no, Jen, like I can't, my parents will not let me just go with you. Like to these things, like I can't, you know? And I remember just having like so much FOMO of all that because she was a few years older and I was like still kind of a baby. But then finally, long story short is like we were, she was writing some songs in college in like a recording class or something. And she was like, we need to go and do this on our own, start our own band, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. And then we were just playing music in my bedroom, you know? And once we kind of decided that, we did not stop. We made it happen. You know, we were always practicing, always getting together, finding a bass player, finding a drummer, like the story of our lives for like five, six years, you know? I feel like that's the story of every band sometimes where it's just like, do you, do you guys know a drummer? You have to get oh another drummer. God. And then it's just like, I, th- I forget what it is. I had Dr. Frank from Mr. T Experience. I think he has one song where he goes, um, Every year we self-destruct a bit. We break up and the drummer quits. We talk him into doing one more show. The bass player quits, so we break up again. And it feels oh like that's just... God. It's yeah. just the cycle. It's, I think the song's called Dumb Little Band. But to me, from what you're describing, it just seems like every aspect of your life, pretty much, from when you started to decide whether it was like chosen, it was music. Like, regardless, you know, being yeah. in a band in middle school or doing piano, it just seemed like to evolve to the next thing. And you just kind of like, were you just always curious about music and just seemed like, oh, this is the thing that I want to do, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I mean, and just like the classic, like in your room, like playing air guitar would like pump me up so much. Like, uh, I just knew like I had to do it. And I was always like, I mean, my sister to this day, like, I was so mean because, like, I would make us do these, like, Christmas performances or, like, various, like, plays in the garage. Yeah. And I was just, like, the ringleader and so mean, like, about practicing and singing right and just, like, always wanting to perform and, like, organize things. We would always, like, make my parents, you know, sit on the couch and watch us do some singing thing or whatever. Yeah, it was just – and my dad, you know – played drums when he was younger mm-hmm. and when I was like 10 my aunt was like hey I have your dad's old Ludwig kit it's like a 1969 and it was up in her garage forever and I'm like what like what the hell dad why didn't you tell me like 
why don't we have this? You know, he's like, oh, it's yeah. a piece of shit. You know, it's all, you don't want to do it that. You have to redo it. I was like, I'll redo it. I started saving my, <laughs> my allowance and begging my dad, drive me over to the music store, music store. Let's go. Like, so I got the drums. I like got new heads on it and they polished it all up. Holy shit. Like I was like, oh my God. And that was like, just my main focus. And then I was just, you know, my dad taught me how to play like simple beats. I, I could play like drums kind of. So then any friend that wasn't into music that I could like try to teach like yeah. a simple, like just so they can jam with me because nobody was serious about jamming. Like the boys that like bragged about being in bands and thought they were all cool in middle school would flake on me all the time. I'd be like, look, I have this drum set in my garage. I've got the amp, like let's jam. And they would flake on me. So I would just have to, you know, <laughs> tell they just enjoyed friends. saying I, I play in a band, but the implementation, they were it. like, Oh, I, I don't have, I don't have time for this. Yeah. They were just like, and I was like ready to go. So yeah, when I found that studio, I mean, that was like beginning of the end. <laughs> and then Jen was saying like, you know, as you guys were hanging out, she was giving you CDs to be like, hey, you've got to listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Yes, she <laughs> what, was. Was it kind of like a mutual back and forth? Were there albums that you were like, that you guys were like geeking on together? I mean, not really that I was giving her because at that time she was just like filling me in on like all the, you know, 90s, fat epitaph yeah. um but we would geek the hell out on you know mill and colin i remember we would drive around because we were still like practicing at you know my parents house mm -hmm. we'd like drive around and like smoke a little weed in her car and i'd like be listening to that be, oh my god oh, this is the best thing ever like what let's do this <laughs> but yeah i mean i still have a lot of them is just like the you know different color cds where she would just like her writing, like Lagwagon, Millicolin, Uncle and Trio. Um, you know, I was still younger. I didn't discover that stuff on my own yet. You know, someone's always got to show you, right? So. I mean, that's how it was for me. I remember yeah. just being like, you know, sophomore year and somebody being like, you got to listen to this band, which led to them giving this CD and then right. another CD. And it's like, holy shit, this is really good. Are th these bands? Oh, they're. Oh, they record this in 1990. I didn't know. And it's just yeah. like, it's just like, this is a thing going to like, and so you guys are writing songs. And she said it was kind of like a cool period for like this six months where you guys just kept on writing and just we writing did. a whole bunch. We wrote a bunch. And like I said, like thinking back, I mean, I'm just like going down memory lane now too. It's yeah. like thinking back, we were so like committed. I mean, Really, I mean, there's nothing like on the line, like no pressure, like there's not a show coming up or this or that. But getting together, I mean, God, I want to say like every day just to jam and man, those are some of the best times. And then like once I got a little bit older, like going to her house by the beach and just dude, sick, <laughs> so kind of <laughs> like life. We were yeah. I'm all nostalgic now, just like. Going to the beach, bike riding, jamming, drinking, bike riding, jump in the ocean, jam. Like, tough life. <laughs> really, tough so, life. So, I mean, that sounds like a great way of starting a bit. Like, just like that, especially. And so you guys play the first show. It's like a battle of the band, she said. Uh-huh. She pulled, and I, I mean, at what point did you start, you know, you know, for Jen, she was saying that she she knows she never knows like there was like a moment where it was like this is a big thing, but was just like it was always a forward moving progression. Like things just kept on getting more and more serious. It was getting better and it was just getting more exciting. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know if she told you, but the Battle of the Bands, like, uh, well, first of all, I always have, like, people that were way older, like, that were, like, <laughs> disqualified. Like, but, yeah, we got the Battle of the Bands canceled from the school forever because kids started moshing and then teachers were putting kids in headlocks and chokeholds. And then we had to stop playing. I stopped playing because I was like, this isn't cool. And then it was, like, over. And then it was, like, over forever. <laughs> I did not get that half of the story. That's yeah, that's yeah, that was pretty epic. So yeah, we did that a couple of years, but yeah, the last year was like the last of it forever. Like, I don't even know. I think there was like another band that was supposed to play after us, but it was just done. Oh, so you're, how would you describe, you know, especially just in those, those years of developing the band, your playing style, how would you describe as a guitarist? How did you approach your playing? I mean, at first, like when Jen and I were playing what we were playing, it mm-hmm. was really getting bass playing down, like the downstrokes. Because I remember like learning um, like really early Teenage Bottle Rocket songs, like mm-hmm. covering those. And I remember being in like my room still at my you know parents' house and, you know, how crazy and fast that was. So I feel like practicing that and then just also as a guitar player playing and singing was like a real, just a new thing still. And it's crazy now because it's so like riding a bike, but to think about how kind of difficult that was at first, and then, you know, it kind of just clicks. But I remember that Jen and I were, you know, just really focused on on that and the palm muting. Cause the style that I was playing like with my BC Rich, which was great, it, it my yeah. chops, my chops. I mean, I don't want to like brag, but like for a young, like, little girl I, I was playing like metal stuff you know and it was just a lot of like you know yeah. um and so that really got me ready I mean like I said I played with people that were way older this drummer that was in this like pretty big like local band called Nihilist and they were just like shredding and so it was just I had to keep up but yeah I, in the very beginning I just remember focusing on that i mean standing and playing and 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 singing all three of those it just seems like for everything that you learn when you're sitting down and you're like okay i'm gonna stand up and play now it's just like whoa it's just like yeah. it's like relearning it almost right. sometimes and then being like okay so what are the words okay right. how's the melody go and especially when you guys do harmonies too not everyone can be like okay i'm on the third of right. what she's singing uh-huh. and doing it naturally Right. And it does. I mean, some harmonies really don't come easy. I mean, when you're, you know, but then it's, it's just the craziest thing because you, you do it over and over. And if you take a little break or maybe come back the next day, it's like it's the, the muscle memory is crazy because, you know, now if I'm playing and singing like I don't sometimes, but I don't have to look down at the guitar. Um, and with harmonies, it's the same like with with the muscle memory, you just know, like, it's not, you're not thinking about the third or like theory or the specifics of it. Um, it's pretty crazy. And like, when we don't like jam for a while, I, I'm always scared. Like, I'm going to forget you guys. Like, I swear I forgot. I forgot. And then it just like, you start and it just like comes out. It's, it's the craziest thing. It is one of those weird things, but it, it's also because you put so much time into the craft. Yeah, and that, like so much like, time. We have been doing it a long time. You put 
years, maybe yeah. we could even say decades into it. So yeah. it's just like when you stop, it's still going to be there. It, it's cool when it, it, but it is a little freaky because it's like, how does my brain, I feel like sometimes I'm like, how does my brain remember things like that? But on very basic things, my brain totally like <laughs> forgets. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, what the hell? How is that possible? Totally. And I find myself too. It's just a trip, like, especially on tour when you're like playing every night, I will be in a to I'll be there. Like I'm there. I'm like looking at the audience, like doing my thing, but I am in a whole nother place. I will be thinking about, oh, I wonder what my kid had for dinner. I hope my husband remembered a doctor appointment, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like I will be, and then I'll be like, Oh shit. Like bring myself back like what am i doing and but your body's just on autopilot it's really funny i've had those moments too and i have those moments driving sometimes i don't know oh, if you experience yeah. where it's just like wow i'm driving yeah I'm i haven't crashed i've driven for all these years and then you're like wow and you're like oh okay i i should probably okay focusing again Here i know go. the other day i was driving i was like i could like fall asleep right now i'm so relaxed <laughs> But it is. It's just like what part of my brain is now taking over this thing? And do you feel like if we move this into songwriting? So, you know, we've got the performance aspect. Uh -huh. When you're writing songs, has it changed a little bit for you how you approach the process in the beginning and how you view how you want to write a song? Um, but what part cha like changed? I mean, your approach to it, do you feel like it's evolved a little bit over time or do you still like the process? Jen talks about she likes having lyrics and like, you know, a general kind of theme up front before right. she really delves into it. Yeah. So I'm kind of similar in that way. What's a trip is sometimes it'll just be, I'll just sit down with my guitar, plop down and like, it just comes out like in it. And it's like the, the lyrics and the melody Mm -hmm. um and whatever it is on the guitar like maybe i sit down for example and i'm like jamming on this riff for a second like maybe a few times through right and then all of a sudden i just come out and really and sometimes maybe i should have changed the lyrics but i've kept those lyrics in that melody because that's like the main like i believe like that was my main thought what i was feeling and it's usually just like a quick like half a chorus a couple lines um, and that comes super easy, right? Like that's out. And I'm like, okay, I want to do the song about this. This is the melody. Then I find it is a little harder once because that like part came out so easily and you're so stoked on it. And then you're like, okay, now I actually have to like do something and work. Um, so I find myself getting stuck sometimes in that form. But I would say that, yeah, it's um, like a melody comes out with the lyrics. And yeah, sometimes the lyrics could just be blah, 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 you know, um, temporary like hold there. Yeah. Placeholder lyrics sometimes are great because it gives you an right. idea of phrasing as opposed to like a bop, bah because it's like that's very limited. Right. And and because I used to get stuck too, like I need the lyrics for this line and it's just that's not going to do anything for you. You got to kind of keep moving um, because then you just get frustrated and scrap it. And like I swear there's so many songs yeah. I've done that too, you know. I think everybody has half songs where they're just like, right. and then they get stuck. And then, then you're suddenly like, Ooh, I have another idea. And then suddenly right. it's like, ah, shit, it's the same. We just, now I'm stuck again. And it's like, well, what if I start another idea? <laughs> it's, yeah. Just eventually it's like, like kind of like getting some sort of skeleton together 
that's presentable so that when you guys come together, is it the same deal? Like you kind of have like some songs pretty much ready or the bones of it. And then you come together and you're like, here's a song. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like we talked about earlier, back in the day, Jen and I used to write a lot together, but just as you know, life happens and um, you know, I have a family and, you know, you don't always have the options to get to plus when you're writing and the inspiration strikes, it strikes. And I found that not that it wasn't productive, but I think we both reached a certain point where like, okay, this is how this works. We start off, you know, with our thing and then bring it to the table. Um, my husband is a, a writer and he, uh, sings in a band called Murderland, which Josh is also the drummer. Our drummer is a drummer of mm-hmm. that band. Um, and he, my husband is, a, I mean, I'm biased, but he's an amazing songwriter. So I write a lot with him. We work really, really well together and it's really, really fun. So that's another aspect of my writing because he will come in with lyrics and a melody so this That's is a awesome. different, this is kind of yeah. a different take. Um, and I never thought I could really like do this, but like he comes in with that. Right. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I don't know. Let me figure out the guitar to this. Cause I mm-hmm. usually have like a riff first or like not first, but at the same time, I would say. So then I'll like bring the guitar to it, which usually will change his melody a little bit um, that he had. And it's just super cool to watch that come together because we just work really well together. He'll be like, oh, like he's really good at just being, okay, do that. He doesn't play guitar at all or any instruments. And he'll be like, okay, do this. Like, bah, da, da, da. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's kind of another aspect of my songwriting. But I would say for the most part, it is like sit down, pop down. I have like this inspiration. I'm jamming this like riff and then like a lyric and a melody comes out. And like probably like the first two lines, like lyrics are like actually there and then like kind of blah, 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 the rest. And from there, you know, you just work it. I I love how you're describing to you when someone says, all you got to just play is like, it's like how I describe to a drummer where it's just like, hey, you got to do like, you know what I mean? And then they're kind of like, yeah, I know what you mean, man. And it's so funny. It, it is funny that. when that does happen. So for this last record, she was telling me the same process. She's She said sometimes, you know, she's a little bit more flexible on vibe and maybe feel, but like sometimes like melody and chords, like it's kind of like, this is what it is. Do you feel like you have a little more leeway sometimes where, do you feel you're more flexible sometimes with songs or do you feel like overall structure doesn't really change? Maybe the vibe or the tempo in which it's played sometimes maybe changes or shifts. Yeah, definitely with tempo. Um, I think the vibe you like, once you're connected to your song like that, I mean, you wrote it and you know the vibe, so you probably don't want that to change as much, but I'm willing to, if I'm really married to something, of course, like there was a song on our, this last record sad to me and it was super like boppy and swingy. And like, I was getting like more soulful with the lyrics and I really liked it that way. It was more swingy. And they were like, we, I think we need to make this more like straight, straight through. 
And I was like, kind of sad about that. Um, and you know, you feel the lump in your throat, like I did in, in the recording process, like so, you know, frustrated. But then you try it. I mean, I'm always willing to try everything. Plus, we have two amazing producers that write incredible songs. Like, uh, we brought them in. You know, yeah. well, we're gonna u- use it or try it. And we did. And I still, it, it the vibe didn't change. Like, I thought the vibe was totally gonna change. But we mm-hmm. tried it, and like the vocals still could have that like sassy soul, and the, uh, um, and it was kind of sick that it was like it's still weirdly had a swing, but even though it was like just straight four four, so it worked out. So I'm willing to always try something. I don't think I've ever been like I'm so married to this that, you know, I'm not willing to change it. If everyone else is kind of like you know, I'm just willing to do what what is best for the sound and the band but definitely like when you have a vibe and something you want to say and it's very like it could get really you know emotional I felt myself in the studio being like oh and I was like don't be a brat you know well it's those moments where it's just like you hear it and then suddenly it's just like it should be this and it's like or it could be this way that has it it could be tough but that, that to me is super interesting because then you walk away and there have been times where I feel the same where I'm like, it's this. And mm-hmm. then they're like, try this. And I'm like, okay, let's try it. And I do it. And I'm like, that's good. Right. And it's and just like, it's okay. With songwriting or any writers and musicians in a band, you know, there's a certain ego and there's a certain, which is totally like acceptable. It's totally like, you get it. You get why. I mean, you're so attached to the song, but, and so I know because I'm this way myself and I think a lot of humans are, is like, you know, you don't want the other person to be like, right about your baby. Right. <laughs> like, um, but if you, you know, you don't want to admit, Oh, actually that is better. But like, come on, if we all do that, it's going to be, it's going to be a better outcome. And again, like if that's your song. And if I was like, no, I don't want to change it. Like, this is the one thing I'm going to, you know, stand mm-hmm. my ground on. But like, who knows? Maybe the song wouldn't have made the record then. Yeah, that's, it, it's interesting because I feel like there are moments that in songwriting that I ended up, you know, doing more of or changes because I presented a song and then it was kind of reformed differently. I ended up liking it. And I was like, I think I'm going to do that for like the next couple of songs that I do because there were little things that I didn't think of or realize. Right. And someone pointed that out to you. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, ooh. And it was like, I kind of like what they did. What did you do? And they're like, oh, it's this. And it's like, shit, I'm going to do that for like the next 20 songs. I like that. Right. It's we just discovered, like, we discovered a lot of stuff like that too on this record and recording it and working with Yo Tom and Chris Vogel. It really wasn't like there weren't like major changes, you know, like the tempo change. And again, like the thing you're talking about, it's like probably like a couple chords that are thrown in there, or like, changing the bridge chord you know these little things that make like a world of a difference or like a little slight change in melody and it's just like wow (laughs) you know it makes a huge difference and it's been interesting she's been talking about how you guys have been rediscovering different parts of the guitar as you guys have been arranging songs you guys have been talking about like acoustic versions of your songs and kind of like the capo embracing i like to say Uh yeah We've been um, playing these songs acoustic right now. And just, again, like trying to, we get together every week 
and make it a thing. There's like no, you know, there's nothing going on. There's no pressure, but like just to have that routine, we have our, you know, rehearsal space downtown and it's, it's a great place to escape and get in there. And so, yeah, that's been really fun too, because like I said, we haven't written as much together lately. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of taking these songs and not, not writing per se, but the arrangement. And so it's kind of a fun little, not challenge, but like activity for us. Yeah. When I'm home, I, I've always just played acoustic, like, not always. I'll sometimes bust out my electric, but I love the acoustic guitar for songwriting. I usually write on the acoustic. I mm -hmm. always do, actually. Uh, I just feel like there's something about it, like when you you could feel it, like when the guitar's like pressed up against you. Like I feel like I sing better because it's like a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's like you and the guitar are one, and it's yeah. just like you just feel. I don't I know. Just it's rub just rub up the, against it. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe of the guitar. You're like, I like it. It's good. I know. Um, now, do you, when you write your songs, do you feel like do you stray do you start to delve into different voicings, or has have you kept kind of the same chord voicings or styles when you write, or do you sometimes try to branch out or try some different things? Oh, I definitely branch out. I think that my uh, like punk rock made my voice. You know, there's a certain style. Not that you mm -hmm. have to sing, but when the music is so loud and fast you 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 develop a style that's going to like fit with that you yeah. know um but my like i like to sing like pretty <laughs> you know i mean it's just a different style i enjoy that singer songwriter like maybe even like a little bit of country like you know like good country not you know just like old school shit or whatever but just that that vibe I like to sing pretty. And so with, um, it's nice to be able to like play different things and like write different things. Cause I've yeah. always written stuff that like, I'm like, this is never going to be a bomb pop song. Maybe. I mean, like sad to me was like, originally I was like, I'll do something with this, but this isn't bomb pops because it's swingy and soulful. And like, I, like, I don't think it's going to fit and it, we made it fit. So, so maybe there's something like that there, but, um, I love playing like slow and, get a little soulful with it. <laughs> well, it's interesting because when you use other chord shapes or different things, I feel like that unlocks different melodies in your head. It's like you hear something different than if you were to play G, C, D with power chords, it's going to sound different if you're capoing it all the way on mm -hmm. like, you know, the seventh fret, it's going to sound a little airier and you're, the way you may approach it vocally is drastically different. Oh, totally. And I am discovering that now. I remember like a couple of years ago, I wanted to get a capo and I was like, oh, it was sponsored by Ernie Ball. And I was like, texted the band. I was like, does Ernie Ball make capos? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, I need, I want to get they one. They don't? Really? I feel I, like that's one basic thing they should I make. I don't think so. And everyone in the band was like, why did you get the capo? But yeah, so Jen gave me, she had an extra one because she's all capoed up. <laughs> these <Yeah>. days but <laughs> it's it's so true because we we were playing with the capo the other day like way up on the seventh fret and the like chords it's so pretty i mean the guitar just sounds like so much better there and or whatever wherever your sweet spot is on your guitar you know mm -hmm. every guitar has one kind of but yeah yeah it opened up like my style of how i could sing it slower and those chords and you're like you're hearing the whole chord you know 
it's interesting too, yeah, especially if they're two players. It's like you don't have to play the same thing. One can be here and they're playing like G C you know, you're playing G C D E minor with those open chords where they normally are, and the other person's capoed, and suddenly you get this higher voicing and it's like we're playing the same thing and we don't have to worry about being rhythmically on point with each other. They blend well together. It's like you're creating one big super guitar with those different voicings. Yeah, like on a couple of them, she's on the capo, I'm not. Um, yeah, it sounds great. And then, yeah, when you're playing slower too, you really have the opportunity to hear all what's going on and discover new chords, like change up the melody. I mean, God, the, <laughs> the options are endless. I mean, it's really amazing. It. What did we say? Was it last? Yeah, last night. I was with her last night and we were mm -hmm. jamming acoustic in our studio and we just like wrapped up and she's like, I just love the guitar. I'm like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guitar. Is and it that's probably why you guys have stuck together because I feel like you're both enthusiastic about it. Like regardless of how you guys met, I feel like even if you didn't, but you guys did, you still would have independently done something with music. Definitely. But together, you you have, you know, paired together. I just think that it is crazy. I mean, there's, there's something in the universe, and I believe in that 100%. Like, what you think about, you bring about, and, like, the what, like how we met each other, mm -hmm. like, is insane. Like, I don't want to be, like, cheesy. I just got chills, though, because how did I meet? And at this time, there's not a lot of girls playing guitar, especially yeah. the style that we were doing. Like nobody, I mean, I couldn't even get like the, the boys to come over and play because they weren't really playing. You know what I mean? And to meet Jen, who's like another girl that plays guitar the exact same style as me, like like a boy, you know? Yeah. And like, we are like so the same. Well, we're different in tons of ways, but like our, our sense of humor and like just we call our, each other like ball sacks and like sackiness is like oh it's like sackiness is like this like definite like a definition i can't even explain it you're just like that person's sacky like they just get it like it's the weird it's really hard to explain i can't believe i'm even trying to explain this i so, love that you're explaining that needs you guys need to get like you know i don't know like Etsy pillows embroidered with like, you know, other sack, right sack, left sack, and together yeah. you're a pair. And it's just like, oh my God, but that's, that's, that's a sweet, like what you're saying is essentially you found someone that was like musically speaking your language and you don't know how, but when you guys started to, and you know what? She said the same thing when she was like, uh -huh. when you guys started writing together, she was like, it just, that was it. We were both just locked in and she talks about it. So, so to hear both of you say that independently, not together, just independently because you're thinking of all this yeah. is so cool. And it yeah. is, it's very sacky. That's a love. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's a term. I've, you know, it's been like 10 years in the making, but it's going to be, a, it's going to be a thing. Sacky. Oh, I love this. Um, but Polly. Yeah, yeah, this was, this is so good. I love yeah, this. Great. Uh, but yeah, seriously, that's crazy. I mean, I'm, that she said the same thing. It's, it's, I really feel like she would like, we were put on the earth for each other. <laughs> uh, it's so great. But yeah. Well, and then we've always just been like, yo, we're going to do this. Like we would be at warp tour. We would be like putting, giving our fucking uh, CDs out, you know, and doing that. And we would be side stage at LFX. We're going to, 
we're going to open for NoFX one day. We're going to do this. We would say it, and we'd be like, we're going to do this. Like, okay, we're going to write three songs by the end of, and we did it. Like, everything we set our mind to doing, like, we did. And so it's pretty amazing to watch that, like, happen. And I think it's just, like, meant to be. I'm getting really, like, emotional now. It's badass because you guys are – it is. It's one of those things, you know, people will be like, oh, it's hippie bullshit. And it's like, no, it's like when you set your mind and you meet someone that has that same drive as you, it's yeah. almost like that's your, it's like, that's your energy too, because you're like, you believe in it. And that other person's like, fuck yeah, we can do this. And it's like, cool, then let's do it. Like, it's let's not talk about it. Sure. Yeah. And it's probably what those, you know, those guys in the middle school are like, I'm playing a band. There's no drive than yeah, other exactly. than having a guitar Cause it's the same thing. I remember in high school, some dudes being like, good play in a band. And now they just are not in anything music related. They reached a limit where they just kind of stopped. And that's, that's it. Yeah. I remember this, these kids in middle school were starting this band called vain. And <sighs> I was super wanted to be in it. I like cried. Like when they said I couldn't, and I was like, so like wanted to be in it. And I was like, I, I'll play keys. I can play keys. And they're like, fine, you could be in it. And I'm like, cool, when are we practicing? Oh, they never like practice. They were like never a thing. Like, <sighs> I loved hearing your half of the story of how you guys met and your perspective, because it's, again, adorable that it was like, it was a sacking moment. Both of you guys together were just describing essentially the same thing of how much you just enjoy still writing songs, being in a band, and how you're almost rediscovering everything again through the kind yeah. of like this period of reworking some songs and just like reapproaching the guitar differently. I told her like last night too, I was like, it'd be a fun, we haven't done this in a while, but like, let's, how about let's write a song for each other? Like I'm going to write this song for Jen to sing. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Like a fun little, little. That is a cool experience. Thing. Like I wrote this for you and then you sing it and you wrote this for me. And then yeah. I sing it. Ah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I think that'd that be is fun. cool. Or just like challenge be like, okay, tonight we're going to like write a whole song, start to finish together. Haven't done that in a long time. You know, just. Just for the sake of writing. And it's just like the active pursuit of writing a song and just trying it out. Exactly. It's like a little workshop, you know, as long as we're good, like, and Jen and I will always be good. And that's, you know, all that matters. I mean, we're like sisters and we get into our fights, but like, we always say like with the band now touring and everything, like we know how to fight, right? Is what I say. Um, and it's so true. It's just like the matter of like walking away, not being wasted and respecting each other. And, you know, turns out you can get along. So. Oh, I love it. And Polly, thank you so much for hanging out with me and, uh, sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you so much. There you have it, my interview with the Bomb Pops, and what can I say, both episodes were incredibly sacky. If you've been listening to this podcast weekly, you've been downloading it, enjoying it, be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every single review helps us and is greatly appreciated. That's all we have for this week. This episode was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Until next time.